It's the International Women in Film podcast with your host, Michelle the Trainer. MTT is Michelle the Trainer. Aloha. Welcome to the International Women in Film podcast. I'm your host, Michelle the Trainer. Today's very special guest star is Rosalind Winton. Rosalind is the official editor for Stage 32, which is a social network and educational hub for film, television, and theater. Rosalind lives in southwest Hertfordshire, England, and she also runs her own literary editing business, One Voice Literary Agency. She came into editing while working for the International Institute for Strategic Studies from 1987 to 1995. Later in life, she edited a book for a friend and loved it so much that she decided to set up her own agency. Since setting up her business, Rosalind has edited everything from full-length novels, novellas, children and picture books, non-fiction articles, blogs, and websites. She edits screenplays and television scripts for members of Stage 32 and adapts manuscripts into screenplays for clients. She has edited work by authors from all over the world. For example, she's currently privileged to have been hired by the Canadian TV host and actress Stephanie Herrera to edit her books. Rosalind is also a passionate lyricist and has been writing lyrics and songs for over 30 years. She has enjoyed lovely achievements, such as hearing her songs performed live on stage and winning outstanding and merit awards at various music festivals. She has a song recorded onto a piece of film, and this song has been aired on the radio. She's also written lyrics for school plays, including brand new lyrics for The Wizard of Oz for a school production. She's also written lyrics for musical theater, She also writes for solo artists and studio vocalists. One of her biggest ambitions is to write lyrics for film, a theme song, and or for the body of film if it's music-based. We can find Rosalind at onevoiceliteraryagency.com. I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you enjoy your season. And I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you. Aloha. Hello, Michelle. Hey, Rosalind. This is Rosalind. (laughs) Winton, our very special guest star, calling us from what city in the UK? I come from Hertfordshire in England, which is just outside London. I wanted her to say it because it sounds so much cooler. Say it again. Hertfordshire, which is just outside London. That is wonderful. (laughs) So you are an editor. Can you let me know how you got started? Yes, I was in editing when I was working. I was working for a company called the International Institute for Strategic Studies in London. They produced their own books. And though I was a secretary and PA there, they got me into editing these books. They needed somebody to do it. And and my English was very good. So I said, okay, I'll give it a go. So I started doing that and I fell in love with it. I absolutely just found it great I could do it I was doing it well and I thought I love this so I was there for eight years doing this and I also edited for the interns that came into the company for a year and they would write research papers and they would come in from abroad and their English was not really good so I helped them with that and I left the institute to have my my daughter when both my children were more grown up that they didn't need me so much now I started to think about what I wanted to do and I was looking I had my CV with agencies to try and get a job 
And in the meantime, my best friend was writing a novel and she came to me and she said, I'm writing this novel. She said, but I don't know. I don't know how I'm, how I'm doing with this. She said, would you take a look, look at it for me? She said, would you be my editor? So I said, yep, I'd love to. So I started looking at that and I got so into it. I thought, do you know what? I could set myself up as an editor freelance and do this myself. And that's what I did. I spent the next couple of years building it up. I decided to call it One Voice Literary Agency. And One Voice is my favorite Barry Manilow song. So that's <laughs> how I, I came to that. I'm a big Barry Manilow fan. That's another story. So that's how I really got into it. And I started advertising myself on Facebook, LinkedIn. I started to get a little bit of work and people seemed happy with what I was doing. And then from there, I joined Stage 32, which we'll talk about in a moment. But from there, I've been editing screenplays and TV scripts. Over the last few years, I've done everything. I've, I've edited full-length novels, novellas. I do articles for people, blogs, websites, anything that anybody wants edited, I will do. What are the benefits of editing? I believe that it doesn't matter whether something is a full-length epic novel or a very short article or blog. I believe that the work has, has to be at its best especially if you're sending to publishers, uh, producers, you know, if you're putting your work up there, if you've got grammatical errors, spelling mistakes, or something doesn't make sense, or that you haven't spotted, or anything at all, you'll come across as unprofessional. And, you know, you want people to, especially if it's a book or a novel, you want people to read the content of that and be lost in it. But if people see a grammatical error here and there, that's what they'll be thinking about. And I think an author has to think about word of mouth feedback. So somebody might read your book and then go to a friend and say, oh, I read this book. I've been reading this book. It's a good story. But, you know, there are a lot of errors in it that I've spotted. You don't want people to be saying that. You want well, to be Yeah, the grammar police will see everything and yeah, just scream exactly. out to them, right? Yes, yes. You want people to say, I've read this amazing book. You've got to read it. It's brilliant. Da, 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 da. You know, but people would always spot the mistakes. And, you know, I just Not think... Not everyone, but there are. We all know those people. Yes, you know? yes, and, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. Send, I send typos that I see. I can see them eagle eye uh, yes. here and there. But it's very hard to catch your own. It is. Even I make mistakes. You know, I'm adapting a manuscript into a screenplay at the moment. And I sent it to the author just to have a look at the first little bit I'd done. And I'd accidentally put a parenthesis, you know, the end of a parenthesis in. And she said, why is that there? And I said, oh, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> you know, so I took it out. It is really hard, actually, to edit your own work sometimes. So people have said to me, oh, my God, I never noticed that, you know. And I will look at character and story development, look at continuity. Sometimes people get continuity wrong as well. So somebody might be walking into... A kitchen at 10 o'clock in the morning and be walking out the bedroom at 10 o'clock in the morning on the same day and I say why have you got that there oh that shouldn't be like that I didn't notice it you know so there are a lot of things an editor will look at that perhaps an author wouldn't and you know I read I see things all the time and I see I see mistakes I'm thinking oh my god that's a terrible mistake they've well, made you know? it's hard when you're moving from scene to scene from location to location so if you have yes somebody in the kitchen in the morning and somebody at the ocean in the morning and you know and then to move all the scenes then to the afternoon instead of going from morning to morning or yeah it gets very confusing yes yes, yes. I do things like a lot of people well, I think most people use double apostrophes for everything 
They use it for speech, for thought, for emphasis on something. Titles. So, song, everything. Absolutely titles, everything. Book titles. Let's yes. see, where else do I want to use them? Yes, but I, I believe <laughs> that I believe that double double apostrophes should only be used for speech and single apostrophes for everything else. So that there's a difference. So that when a reader is somebody's reading it, they can say, Oh yeah, that's speech, that's something else. So I do that as well, and people come back to me to, oh, that looks so much better, and say, yeah, there you go. So it's all things like that that a, an author wouldn't perhaps think of. Uh oh, I'm an exclamation point hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I use exclamation and, points for everything. Yay! Yes, yeah. yes, and my other gripe, my other big <laughs> gripe, is not starting sentences or paragraphs with and or but. I hate oh, that. Right. I hate that because and and but, all those sort of words, they're conjunctive words and that's what they do. They combine two parts of a sentence. They are not meant to start sentences <laughs> or paragraphs unless, of course, it's in speech. You know, if you've got a speech and a character is saying, oh, and da-da-da-da, then you can start it with that with and. Sure, but then not- it could even be and and, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, or but, but not in the text as such. No, 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 no. That's a big no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good to know. I'll have to look at my stuff and remove all the the capital A's and capital B's from the the manuscript before I throw it over the fence. Yes. There are are other ways of starting sentences and paragraphs. You don't have to use and and but. (laughs) I like to work in Word. Remember, I'm an editor. I'm not a writer. So I'm looking at things from an editing point of view. And if I'm adapting a manuscript into a screenplay, I like the freedom of working in Word. So I, I can do absolutely anything I want without the program doing things for me. I use Final Draft, things like font and type size and the layouts. I use the same as Final Draft would because I, I like to do it as professionally as I absolutely possibly can and I'm still learning as well this is something I've picked up since joining stage 32 I taught myself how to write screenplays so I can do that I can do it and um, it's an amazing process I absolutely love doing it it's I just so- love that because I just wanted to illustrate to give people the freedom to just write yes and yeah. not worry about what software you own or don't own or what you're using or what everybody else is using. That's just right. Just to get the words out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Stage 32, let's tell the audience yes. what it is and how you're involved. Right. Stage 32 is a definitive network site for creatives, for creative people from film, television, theater, Anybody from from boom operators to producers, directors, writers, um, actors, actresses, absolutely anything to do with with, with that sort of thing. And the the logo for Stage 32 popped up on a friend's uh, Facebook page. And they didn't know what it was. They just saw Stage 32 and they know that I'm interested in theatre and stuff like that. So she showed it to me and said, have a look at this, see what you think. So I, I went into it had a look around the site um i thought it was absolutely great and i joined i set up a profile page and i started networking to promote myself as an editor and i started getting um replies back asking could i look at their work and i started gradually getting work in the team that head it writing blogs and they have people 
to write blogs for them, members of the site to write blogs for them. And I was noticing odd little mistakes in these blogs. So I was writing to the team saying, in this blog by whoever, um, this is spelt wrong or this is grammatically incorrect. And this was going on for quite a while. This was going on for many weeks. And I suddenly had this idea and I wrote to the team and I said, would you like me to come on board as your editor? I'd look at things for you and make sure everything's correct. And they said, oh, yes, yes, please. We'd love that. So I joined the team. I'm on the team as their official editor. And I am in charge of their guest blogs. Um, I can. I also invite people to write blogs. And I go through the whole process of explaining to the member you know, what to write about. If I read their bio and I think they're, they've got something interesting to say, um, I say, you know, could they write about such and such? They will then write the blog, send it to me. I will then edit it, send it back to them for their approval. I will then input it into the program that we use called Cake to input the blog and it, it gets published. And that's basically it, really. And I have a great time. And from doing that, I've been getting work from from screenwriters and novelists and a lot of people. And it's just a great place to be. You know, you, you can connect with so many great people. People post about anything and everything. You can join in with anything. It's upbeat. It's positive. It's friendly. Everybody is welcome. Everybody is made to feel welcome. And it's just incredible. I just absolutely love it. It's Tell us the stage guy's story. You told me an interesting story oh, about a guy yes. you met. Right. His name is Tennyson and posted something in the lounge. And I can't remember what it was, but it, it caught my attention. So I connected with him and I took a look at his bio. And it was just amazing. And I wrote to him and I said, would he consider writing a blog for the site? And he said, yes, he'd love to. This guy is a writer and a director and a producer and he he's crippled his brain is crippled he was on set doing something on on a set on a on a film set and he was hit in the head by a sword on this set and he was in hospital a very long time um he gradually recovered but now he, he has fits and you know he's got a lot wrong with him but he's fought his way back from this and you know he writes he directs he produces and he is just so inspiring just so inspiring and that's what I like to look for when when inviting members in I like to look for really real inspiring uplifting stories that you know people can read and, and be inspired by all sorts of things like that I've invited another guy to write a blog who is virtually blind and he directs, produces, you know, it, it's just absolutely incredible. There are just over, I think, 500,000 members of the site. That's how big it is. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And it was started by a guy called Richard Botto, who was a producer and, and director. And he was promoting himself on Facebook and LinkedIn and all the sites that, that there are. And he wasn't getting what he wanted back from it. He wasn't getting the people he wanted to connect with. You know, he wanted to form a crew to make film and do all that. And that's how he got the idea to do it. Um, he set up Stage 32 for that reason. And it's grown over, I think it's been going about five years or so. And it's just grown from there. And they do webinars, they do workshops, they have educational 
things going on. They have competitions. They've been to the Cannes Film Festival for the last two or three years. And they're really revered in the industry. It's just an amazing place to be. Yeah, my compadre, Dave Bullis, has the Dave Bullis podcast. And I heard a wonderful interview that RB did on the Dave Bullis podcast, which was one of my first introductions to Stage 32. Right. So that was pretty far out. So also, how did you come across this amazing Canadian hostess that you are working for? Yes, Stephanie Herrera, also from Stage 32. I can't remember what drew me to her. I think, again, I saw something she posted and I got in touch with her and explained what I do. And she said, I'm writing a book. I'm desperate for an editor. Would you do it? And I said, yes, absolutely. Of course I would. And she's written, she's um, a Canadian TV host and actress, but she's an improviser. So she belongs in a group of improvisers and she will, you know, a bit like, um, what's that program? Whose line is it anyway? You know, it's along that kind of basis. Yes. Um, she'll go on stage. They'll get an audience member to shout a, a scenario out. You know, it could be anything. And then they've got to improvise and do a 10, 20 minute sketch on whatever it is. That's a long um, time. Yeah, it is. And they play off each other and there are rules to it and there, there are do's and don'ts. And she's written this book on how to improvise on stage. And it's so brilliant that you don't have to be an improviser to get something out of it. You know, it's a confidence building book as well, you know, and it's got all this great stuff in it. And it's hilarious too. It's called The Ten Commandments of Improv. That's wonderful. Stephanie Herrera, right? Stephanie Herrera. And she's written it in like these, she's got these commandments, you know, these rules of how to do it. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's not been published yet. She's just written it. I've just edited it. Her plan is to write a series of books and I absolutely cannot wait to help with the rest. So we can find you at onevoiceliteraryagency.com. Okay, great. Well, I really want to thank you, Rosalind, for coming on. Pleasure. Let's talk again soon. I know you've got a lot of work on your desk, and I want to hook up with you (laughs) after you've worked on some other projects, and maybe I'll throw some of my stuff over the fence to you as well. Absolutely do so. It's been a pleasure to talk to you too. Thank Thank you you so much. much. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Find us at internationalwomeninfilm.com. Find Michelle at Michelle Trainer on Twitter, M-I-C-H-E-L-E Trainer. Or email IWIF at MichelleTheTrainer.com. Find Michelle at MichelleTheTrainer.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E, thetrainer.com. And visit Michelle's blog at engineeringwellness.com. Thank you all for listening.